Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. going on everybody welcome into episode number 573 of underground sports philadelphia presented by the city of vineland it's kb coming at you from underground studios and joining me back on the program after a couple weeks away the host with the most of people's champ himself mr patty pitts i share my own pyro I would love some pyro as I entered here. No, it's been good. It's got to be back. The champ of the peeps is back in the underground. It's been a busy time, Kyle, for me. You know, I'm going galaxy to galaxy, just jumping around, making appearances in the artist dreams wherever I, I need be. And it feels good to be home, I'll say, here in the underground. We got a lot to dive into from the fight and fills. Red October is here. We've got game times. We've got an opponent. And we got some shit talking to do. We've got the birds improving to 4-0. and We got some more shit talking to do. We got the Arkells having their first show of the tour in Philly on Friday night with a special guest in the building. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Toy Story broadcast. And a whole lot more, plus the return of Pitsy's power rankings. Uh, so you won't want to miss anything we've got coming for you. But before we get into everything, make sure you're following us on the socials on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, at UndergroundPHI, Facebook.com slash UndergroundSportsPHI. You can follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and at Pitsy35 on Instagram. You can follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter kbizzle one one on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever the heck you decide to consume your podcast from. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping the show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia as a whole. And lets us keep doing more dope stuff that we want to continue to do because we're, we're still in the midst of up-to-something season that we mentioned way back when. We got some news on that, so... Hopefully, we're progressing forward with up to something season. Uh, but in order to keep that going, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. Listen to the show. And, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. You get full video episodes of every show on our network. Clips, shorts, live streams, original video content, you name it. It's on our YouTube channel. We're at 554 subscribers as of this recording. We want to get to 600 before the end of October. Like, let's get to 600. It's been, it's been way too long to try to get to 600. We've tried. We've tried. We've tried again. Let's get to 600 before the end of October. Let's make that happen. Uh, 
youtube.com slash at underground sports philadelphia and like i mentioned this show is presented by the city of vineland and the city of vineland municipal calendar features city organized city sponsored and city affiliated events that are of public interest the calendar which is accessible at vinelandcity.org is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness remain engaged with city government and participate in local events you can also follow the city of vineland on social media via their facebook instagram linkedin and youtube pages and through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Pitsy, we are back. We're we got, so back. We, we've, we've got similar vibes to what was going on around this time a year ago. Uh, so I'll let you choose the path. Do we want to start with Red October and the fight in Phil's, or do we want to kick things off with the birds flying high at four and No, I don't want to talk. I, I want I want to talk about the Phil's because um, I've I've watched a lot of football today, Kyle, and um, the last team that I watched that wasn't the primetime game really upset me. And I would like to talk about another sport that gives me joy because I love baseball, but I know that's your sport, and I just want to see some smiles and stuff. So let's start with the fills and let you go off, because I know how excited and happy you are about it being Red October. Red October's here, and it's brought to you by our pals over at PHI Apparel Company, our official merch partners. They've got Red October merch ready to rock and roll. I'm working on a new design as well that should hopefully be up pretty, pretty soon. Uh, So stay tuned for that. PHI Apparel Company is going to have you drip to the nines no matter what the season is, no matter where you're going, you're going to stand out in the crowd. Get your Red October merch. They've got some brand new designs that they just dropped for Red October that you can check out. You can gear up for the birds, the fills, anything. Plus, you can get your Underground Sports Philadelphia apparel because they are our exclusive merch providers. And when you go to check out at phiapparel.co, when you got your cart all filled up, ready to go, Use code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all merch orders. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing here. Pitsy, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I uh, I was scrolling by on the tweet machine and saw you rocking your, your UNDERGROUND hoodie on uh, the wrestling show. I was. I was. Uh, I, I did rep the UNDERGROUND hoodie on the wrestling show and on the latest version of the Champs Conference Look as at well. That. So, uh and- let the people it's know the, ho- the hoodie is comfy. It's so comfy. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I wore it to the bar last night where uh, we had a little few, you know, a couple extra drinks to celebrate, and I was feeling comfy in my underground hoodie. I can't complain, dude. It's, it's hoodie season. I just like that it's 60 degrees and I can actually wear a hoodie and not be sweating. It's the best. So go to phiapparel.co. Use code underground for 10 percent off any and all merch orders. And when you get your merch, tag us, tweet us. We want to see where you're rocking your merch from. We'll repost it. Shout out to PHI Apparel Company, the best damn merch partners in the game. Pitsy, the fighting fills. They set some milestones today. They beat the Mets in the final game of the regular season, which is great because low Mets. But Pitsy, they finish with a record of 90 and 72 on Not the season. Bad. This is the first 90-win season, 90-plus game win season for the Fightin' Phils since 2011. 
Really? 2011 was the last time really? in which I was a senior in high school when that happened. Wow. It was the final year of the run when the Phils won 102 games. But the fight in Phils go 90 and 72. They are the top wild card. And we have our opponent figured out. And I just have to say, it was so nice clinching last Tuesday at home in front of the fans while I was there in my overalls. Shout out Foco. We'll talk about them in a little did bit. Did you wear well. yeah, did did you wear oh, something under the overalls? I wore a shirt under the overalls because my dad was terrified that they weren't gonna let me into the stadium without something on. So okay, I, to I him. That's that's a goat. That's why he's our goat. He just um, I, I agree with him. I could not agree more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just sitting And then it's hilarious so when you see when you see Garrett Stubbs giving post game interviews and he's got one one shoulder strap off and it's like Yeah. He's just like me for real. It uh, really is. Yeah. Garrett know. Stubbs, Team Foco. Yeah. Um, but it was so nice because everything that happened in New York this week with all the flooding and everything, having to not worry about that with the Phillies playoff implications was so nice. <laughs> it was oh, such a relief. Yeah. Because if I would have had to worry about that on top of clinching, I don't think I would have survived. Oh, that would have been a mental headache. Oh, that would have been a headache. So nice. But the Phils go 90-72 and 72 this regular season. They hit the over on their win total preseason, which was 88.5. So they beat it by two. Uh, they improve upon their win total from a season ago, which is very nice to see, uh, where they went 88 and whatever the math is there, 74. I think mm-hmm. is the math there to get to 162. So. Yeah. Um, so there's that. First 90-win season since 2011. Home playoff game to kick things off Tuesday. We have the schedule for all of the wild card round games. And the fight and fills are getting the prime time treatment. Tuesday and Wednesday, and if necessary, which hopefully it's not Thursday, all 8.08 p.m. start times. We've got Citizens Bank Park after dark. It's going to be absolute mayhem. They don't call it four hours of hell for nothing. And your boy's going to be in the building on Wednesday, potentially for a clinching game, hopefully for a clinching game, against the opponent who is now known the dumbest franchise in all of baseball in 2023. Those stupid Miami Marlins are coming to Philadelphia, Pitts. Stupid. The Miami Marlins get into the postseason because the Chicago Cubs choked away their shot at the playoffs. And it will be Phillies Marlins for a shot to go to the NLDS to take on the champions of the NL East, the Atlanta Braves. It's the NL East portion of the bracket. All three NL East teams outside of the bracket. Wow, it's now you're going to really find out who who's the real king of the NL East. Those Miami Marlins, they're really pesky, though. We've known from our run differential that they can hang around. Which we will get to because we have the final run differentials the f- of the regular season. We have the final run differential and Pitts' power rankings, bro. Yeah. To put this oh. in perspective, though, the Marlins finish 84-77 and 77, record-wise. Their expected win loss, the way they played and everything, was seventy five and eighty six. That's dude, that's incredible. 
You need to applaud that. I think we need to applaud that a little Pure bit. Pure lunacy. That is nonsense if I've ever heard of it. So um, so it will be Phillies Marlins, which is very, very nerve-wracking because we know the Marlins have been a thorn in our side for quite some time. Um, they drive me absolutely insane. And I, I just I need the Phillies to take care of business at home and fry the fish. How like since I'm not obviously the biggest baseball guy and Phillies guy at this point is our who's favored in this series to take it? I would to assume me it's the, the Phillies, Phil- but the Phillies I would assume are favored. I know they're favored for Game One, uh, just on the the money line. If you look at different sports books and stuff like that, from that perspective, yeah. Um, I would assume it's the Phillies. Phillies have the better team overall. Phillies have the better pitching staff. Um, better lineup in my opinion marlins mm. also Luis arias who's you know who was everybody's darling for the first like two months of the season because he was hitting 400 it's like that's not sustainable, not sustainable uh, has yeah. played one game since september 24th because of an ankle issue uh he's been in a walking boot so we'll see if that has any impact there too for the marlins lineup um that's the thing the phillies offense is good enough to beat this marlins team we just did stupid shit throughout the year where there were like, I'd say like six games against the Marlins this year that we should have won that we ended up losing. Like, mm-hmm. I think we lost six or seven games to the Marlins this year. Uh, no, it was, it was four out of seven games this year it was that we lost by one run. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's that's a decent flip. amount. You, yeah, you can't that's... lose games like that. No, you can't. If you're and I, I think the yeah. Phillies' postseason experience from last year will play a factor in this series as well. Uh, another nice thing, even though we always tend to beat down on him, Sandy Alcantara out for the season. Um, so he won't be pitching in this series. Uh, so the Marlins will have to rely on the other guys in their rotation, rely on their bullpen, which they do have a lot of lefties out of the bullpen, which is a concern, obviously, because the Phillies are very left-handed hitting uh, positive when it comes to their – you know, power hitters and things like that. When you look at Bryce Harper, Schwarber, guys like that. So there's definitely some things that the Phillies will have to, you know, approach this properly with, but this is a series that the Phillies should be. If you can't beat the Marlins, you weren't going to get to the world series anyway. So that's true. That's you a gotta, good way to You got to beat it. the Marlins. That's the a good Phillies way beat the Marlins. It. I think they can go on a run just like they did last year. It's very much like they did last year. Like beat the Cardinals. Who knows what happens? Get in the dance. The Phillies got in the dance. They've got their opponent. We've got the schedule for all of the wild cards uh, matchups here. So game one of the wild card will kick off Tuesday at 3.08 p.m. Eastern time, where it will be the 5-seed Texas Rangers at the number 4-seed Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. That'll be a good series. Then at 4.38, so an hour later, we got more baseball on the TV. American League Wild Card Section 2. It'll be the sixth seed Toronto Blue Jays at the number three seed Minnesota Twins. And Carlos then, Correa's Twins. Hey. Is, is he even playing? Carlos Correa signed with the Twins. Twins make the playoffs. Giants, Mets, both fired their managers. Didn't make the playoffs. It's the Correa effect. It really is. At the end of the day. Crazy. He's like the domino meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he is a domino. It's, it's... 
game one of the NL wild card series, the six seed Arizona Diamondbacks at the number three seed Milwaukee Brewers at 7.08 p.m. Eastern time. And then game one, number five seed Miami Marlins at the number four seed Philadelphia Phillies, 8.08 p.m. Eastern time. All of those times are the same for every uh, game in their respective series, unless on Thursday, if a game three is needed for Phillies Marlins, and they're the only game on Thursday, it'll be bumped to 7.08 p.m. Eastern. Okay. But so hopefully like, we don't need to play Thursday and the Phillies get it done in two. Yeah, there'll be no reason. And we're going to Atlanta to start off the NLDS. Yeah, there'll be no reason for it. We're, they're just going to sweep them, move on, try to beat the Braves, even though they're an offensive juggernaut. You know, we'll, it, it's a time. They'll do it. They'll figure it out. Yeah, so the uh, – Rangers and Rays are on ABC. The Blue Jays and Twins are on ESPN. Diamondbacks Brewers are on ESPN two, and then Phillies Marlins on ESPN. Okay, that's a good schedule. I like that. Just beat the Marlins. I I I, I feel like this is the baseball universe's way of giving the Phillies the opportunity to exercise demons. Of Philly's team's past. And beat the Marlins in the playoffs and cleanse yourself of this like stupidity curse that the Marlins have over you. So you're saying that by beating the Marlins in this series, it would be kind of it would be like a um you, you an experience like a euphoric if, experience. Like if we beat the Marlins in this series, which I fully anticipate we we should and we will. We should and will. Okay. It's like carrying Madame Zeroni up the mountain in holes. Oh, you yeah, break yeah, the family yeah. curse, and it's it's good to go. Okay, I'm for that. No more losing seasons against the Marlins from here on out. If you win this, series. if you win this series, yeah, I would agree with that. Because then you establish your dominance and. You know, whatever. Yeah, I could see that. And just crush a franchise that is so pathetic, and it really is. Like, is. They're just pesky. Like they're they're little like mosquitoes. Doesn't Jeter still like own them? No, he's out. But a lot of Yankees fans are worried that he might try to get in and infiltrate the Yanks. But wouldn't it be better if he was in the Yankees because he'd care more? I don't know. He wasn't a great GM. I'll say that he did blow up the Marlins team that never was. Yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like the Yankees are a little let's, different. Let's not forget what that Marlins team was. <laughs> it was JT Real Muto, Justin oh, Bohr yeah. when he was good, D Gordon, Jose Fernandez, Marcelo Zuna before he was a scumbag wife beater and uh DUI intoxicated driver, uh Christian Yelich, your boy. Christian Yelich was on the Marlins? John Carlos Stanton. Know that. Mike Stanton. For a time he was Mike, Mike Stanton on Mike that team. Mike Stanton is his name. Don't let him Fugazi. That was the team you. that never was. Okay, JT was maybe on that it might team. Not be, might, maybe it might not be a good idea for him to go to New York, New York. So, Phillies-Marlins is the series. I I just If you're going to Citizens Bank Park for any of these games, you need to make it absolutely unbearable for the Marlins. Oh, you need to be loud. There. You like, need to be loud and proud. Show them the true playoff experience at citizens bank park garrett Stubbs said it on foul territory this week pits uh 
Citizens Bank Park, a playoff game there, is a bucket list thing. He said if going to the pyramids at Giza is on your bucket list, so should a game during the playoffs at Citizens Bank Park. I would like to go to that. After you've talked it up and you're saying it now, I've been to Citizens Park, Citizens Bank Park for a Phillies game against the Marlins. Nonetheless, regular season, a little different. Fun, put the playoffs into the implications. I think it'd be a little bit more fun. For this sure. Is, this is like one of those things, too, that like, I think this could ramp up a Phillies-Marlins rivalry. It could. Because I it's mean, been pesky, it's been annoying playing them, and like, they're just a thorn in the side, but now you're adding a playoff element to it. I really think this could ramp up a rivalry that doesn't really exist, but inject some lighter fluid into it. Now, do the Phillies need a little bit of a rivalry right now with the Marlins because the Mets have been kind of on the back burner? The and... Mets will always be a rival. Okay. It's that it's that Philly New York thing that's ingrained, and obviously there's just history there with the Phillies history, and Mets. Okay, yeah. Phillies Braves has really become a rivalry as well, and has been for that was my as next long question. as I've been yeah. alive. Like '93 yeah. was Phillies Braves, and like all the '90s, and then you know as of late too, you know Phillies Braves. Mm. They've always been competitive against each other, and then last year mm. we poured gasoline on it during the playoffs when we beat them in the NLDS. Um and then I think the other rivalries the Phillies have, like Phillies Dodgers is one of those things that like when it's the playoffs, it feels like it, especially from like the 2008, 2009 run against the Dodgers. Like mm-hmm. there's always some kind of like hatred there, especially because we traded all of our like core players from that era to the Dodgers after like when Chase Utley so, went there, Carlos Ruiz, Jimmy Rollins. It's like, ah, oh, you bums. Like, um, so that's there. Um, I feel like last year kind of ignited a little bit of just like animosity between the Phillies and Padres where like we want the Padres to just absolutely collapse and be terrible all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, added with, you know, Machado went to the Padres, Bryce came to us. So that was like a, a free agency rivalry there. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, the Giants from the run era for the Phillies and then until the other day when Gabe Kapler got fired. <laughs> Gabe yeah, Kapler he got, was there, yeah. so he wanted the downfall of the Rocky or of the, the Giants to be there. Um and then the Cardinals us like last year was euphoric because we atoned for our sins in twenty eleven where the Cardinals beat us in the playoffs when we had the best record. We beat the Cardinals in their house to like exercise those demons and then the Cardinals finished in last place and we ruined the careers of Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright. Like, that was nice to finally be relieved of those demons. So the Cardinals are like, bye bye Like, they're like that team that, like, gives you the ick. Um, I, okay. And I, I would hate agree using that. that word. but The ick. Uh, yeah. And then I think everybody has a rivalry with the Yankees. Like, everybody just hates the Yankees, and then we hate the Astros. No one likes the Yankees, okay? And no one likes I'll the Astros. right the fuck now that no one likes the Yankees except people from New York. And even people from New York choose to be Mets fans when they could be Yankees fans. So, But let's not forget about the Lakers fans that are also Duke Blue Devils basketball Duke, fans that are also Cowboys, Cowboys fans. They love the Yankees. They just really love hopping on the bandwagon whenever the ticket is cheapest. It Really, that's what it and is. And depending on who's better, they're Golden State Warriors fans as well. 
California Lakers, tomato potato. You know they're in the same state. It's just what what part of the what part of that state they live in. And if they're good, they jump on the Tampa Bay Lightning bandwagon. That's the worst. That's where I draw the line. Is if you're going to be that that person to jump on the Lightning bandwagon, you better know more than one player than Steven Stamkos. I'll tell you that. And we hate the Astros, which I think everybody in baseball hates the Astros. Oscar the well. Grouch hates the Astros. <laughs> He filed a noise ordinance against them in 2017. Dude, he wants a fucking restraining order. They're just abusing him. They're taking all his trash. (laughs) (laughs) He filed noise complaints against the Astros all of 2017. All of 2017. They were just causing a ruckus. He wants to square up with Jose Altuve. Dude, he better get he better get that lawyer. Altuve and Oscar's trash can are probably the same height. Nah, Oscar's trash can is a little bit taller. You see that thing? It's the lid. It's the lid. That's what I'm saying. The lid, and then he pops up. He gets a few inches. Oh, that's great. That was one of the funniest things I think you've ever said. Find <laughs> the champ of the peeps, baby. Oh man. Uh, well, Pitsy, should we get to? The final regular season run differentials in Major League Baseball. Please, please. It's brought to you by My our favorite. pals, our new pals over at FOCO, who got on board with us all because of a tweet from your boy. Shout out to FOCO. Fans only is what it stands for. Fans only company. F-O-C-O, FOCO. Uh, Pitts, you're going to love FOCO. I don't know if you've ever done a deep dive into to FOCO per se, but the apparel that well, they yeah. have, the uh, the memorabilia that they have, the just overall intention that they have for fans is second to none. And if you want to get your Phillies overalls like your boy has – Link is in the description. Use that link. It helps support us. Uh, there will be links for other things as we move along throughout the postseason and everything. But Pitsy, they they sell collectibles, toys, apparel, hoodies, sweatshirts, shorts, pants, and obviously the overalls, beachwear. Um, and can I can I tell you the types of fandoms that they cater to? Please do. I would love to know this. The NFL. Okay. Major League Baseball. That's two. The NBA. Trace. The NHL. Oh, the big four. College. Okay. Get your college team support going. That's huge. Every team in Major League Soccer. Oh, oh MLS at six. And Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester, Manchester Dude, City. They're international, too. And... Wow. There's another category, Pitsy. Wrestling. You guessed it. The WWE. Yes! Horror. Looney Tunes. DC Comics. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon? You mean my childhood on a T-shirt? Yeah, you want your childhood on a silver platter right here because they got stuff from SpongeBob SquarePants, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Hey Arnold, The Ren and Stimpy Show, Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, Ariel Monsters, Cat Dog. You name it, they've 
got it. Do you Dude, want? I'll, I'll give you a little one. taste of the WWE right here. They, they've got bobbleheads, Pitsy. Foco bobbleheads are elite. They've got Stone Cold Steve Austin bobblehead for you. Can what? I you? Andre the Giant bobblehead. Ooh. Ultimate Warrior WWE stage top variant big head bobblehead. Dude, Ultimate Warrior. Jake legend. the Snake Roberts. That's a that's a classic guy. That's, Can that's I give you a Gorilla legend. Monsoon WWE? A Gorilla Monsoon, dude. No way. That's they literally named a position in the back because of him. That's awesome. Can I get you a Rey Mysterio Legends WWE bobblehead? Booyaka, booyaka, six. Can I interest you in a Cactus Jack WWE bobblehead? Bang bang. bang. I would love a cactus Can jack. Can I interest bobblehead. you in a Mr. T WWE bobblehead? I pity the fool who doesn't buy a bobblehead from Foco. So many. So many bobbleheads. So many collectibles. Foco's the best in the game. Click the link in the description to get your Phillies overalls and go to Foco.com. Check out everything they have to offer. They're going to be uh, powering our Phillies postseason coverage. Full send. Uh, So go check them out. Shout out to Foco. Mad love for the homies over there. Uh, Pitsy, here we go. The final regular season run differential standings. Let's start with the NL East, as we always do. The 104-58 Atlanta Braves, best team in baseball this year. They scored 947 runs. Wow. What was their final run differential? Dude, I'm going like plus 188. We're going to crank it up a bit. Plus 231. No way. I thought I would I thought I was overshooting it by going a little bit close to 200, but good for them. Gave up 716 wow. runs and this is one thing that I'm going to hang my hat on for the fight in Phils. They gave up the fewest runs in the division this year. 715 runs is all the Phillies surrendered. They went 90 and 72. Can you guess their run differential to end the season? Uh, plus 171. I wish. Not that much, but plus 81 Okay, is a we're great double spot digits. from where we started okay. the season. It's, it's Scored 796 runs, only gave up 715, the fewest in the division. That's a W already. Then we go to the dumbest franchise in baseball, the 84-77 and 77 Miami Marlins. Pitsy, they scored the fewest runs in the division. The Devils number. Oh, they got uh, 666? Yes, they did. The number of the beast. Uh, Can you guess their final run differential? And the fact that they made the postseason is appalling. Um, I'm going to go with plus plus 11. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind right here. Negative 56. What? What? They didn't have a plus? Negative 56 on the run differential. They gave up 722 runs, only scored 666, the fewest in the division. They didn't crack 700, the only team in the division to not do so, and they made the playoffs. Okay. Dumb franchise. You're telling me. So, okay, wow. The lulled New York Mets... Oh fuck this team. 74 and 87 the final record. They gave up 729 runs on the year, the second most 
in the division. Can you guess their run differential? My, minus 22. Pretty close. Minus 13. They scored Oh, I almost said minus 11. Oh, interesting. And then the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, who finished 71 and 91. They scored an even 700 runs on the year, but obviously finishing in last place means you went negative. What's their run differential on the year, Pitts? Is it in the triple digits? Yes, it is. Oh, good. Okay. Negative 121. Pretty close. Negative 145. They gave up 845 runs on the year. That's which terrible. Is still not the most in baseball. Pitts, we came so close. We came so close to Rockies 1K. The Rockies were ever so close oh, to giving up a 1,000 runs. Oh, I thought they were going to do it. I was so excited. They gave up the most runs in baseball. Mm-hmm. By a decent margin, even more than the Oakland A's. The Rockies finished 59 and 103 on the season. They gave up 957 runs. Jesus Christ. That is so many runs. That For is so many NL runs. NL worst, negative 236 run differential. That's terrible. That's so bad. Why? Like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? They got Rocky Mountain high, as you said a couple weeks ago. Dude, I I feel like. And their run differential went skydiving. Oh, yeah. It went skydiving. I'm not singing it again. (laughs) Not doing it. The NL West as a whole, Dodgers finish with a plus 207 run differential. The Arizona Diamondbacks make the postseason with a negative 15 run differential. Mm-hmm. The San Diego yeah. Padres, that's what's in. Because that's what's in. Go 82 and 80 and finish with a plus 104 run differential and miss the playoffs. Mwah. The San Francisco Love Giants it. fire Gabe Kapler. They finish 79 and 83 with a negative 45 run differential. Scored the fewest runs in their division, even fewer than the Rockies, which is just hilarious. And like I mentioned, the Rockies finish with a negative 236. The Milwaukee Brewers go 92 and 70 and finish with a plus 81 run differential. They're just like the Phillies, Spider Man meme. Same record, same run differential. Uh, Chicago Cubs go 83 and 79, miss the playoffs, but finish with a plus 96 run differential. The Cincinnati Reds go 82 and 80 and finish with a negative 38 run differential. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh Pirates go 76 and 86, scored the fewest runs in their division at 692 and finish with a negative 98 run differential. And then the St. Louis Cardinals let Adam Wainwright have a post-game concert to celebrate his retirement, and he sings his country music songs, and they give him a dog to send him on his way out and say, get out of here, old man. Uh, They go 71-91 and and finish with a negative 110 run differential. Okay. Okay. Not too shabby. Then we move to the American League where three teams from your AL East make the playoffs, the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, the two most important don't make the playoffs. Nonsense. (laughs) 
The Orioles finished with the best record in the American League at 101-61. and Shout out to the boy Cole Irvin going to the playoffs. They score 807 runs on the year and finish with a plus 129 run differential. The Tampa Bay Rays go 99-63, and finish with a plus 195 run differential. Yeah, they still can't the sell out a crowd. In the American League. And then the Toronto Blue Jays go 89-73 and and finish with a plus 75 run differential. The Yankees missed the playoffs at 82-80. and Scored the fewest runs in the division at 673. Finished with a negative 25 run differential. And then Pitsy, your Boston Red Sox, who fired Chaim Bloom. Good. Go 78-84 and and finish with a negative four run differential on the season. Negative four could be a hell of a lot worse. So I'll take our moral victories when we can, especially the fact that Heim Bloom got canned. That's that's a good step in the right direction. I'm looking forward to bigger and better things ahead in on Lansdowne Street. So. The dumbest division in baseball, the AL Central, where the Minnesota Twins are the only team to make nothing the playoffs makes sense. and finish above 500 at 87 and 75. They finish with a plus 119 run differential. The 78 and 84 Detroit Tigers finish with a negative 79 run differential. The 76 and 86 Cleveland Guardians finish with a negative 35 run differential. The 61 and 101 Chicago White Sox. Finished with a negative 200 run differential. Wow. And then the 56 and 106 Kansas City Royals gave up 859 runs on the year to finish with a negative 183 run differential on the season. And then we finish. Oh, it could be a lot worse. We finish with the American League West, the division that nobody wanted to win. And eventually the Houston Astros come away with the division title at 90 and 72. Same record as the fight in Phil's, just a better run differential as they put up a plus 129 run differential on the year. Wow. The 90-72 and 72 Texas Rangers just squeak into the playoffs as well. They finish with a plus 165 run differential on the year. The 88-74 and 74 Seattle Mariners, I couldn't imagine winning 88 games and missing the playoffs like that. I'd be so pissed. I would be so pissed. They finish with a plus 99 run differential. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim finish 73 and 89 with a negative 90 run differential. And then Pitsy, now on the clock with the number one overall pick in the 2024 MLB draft. The Oakland Athletics go 50 and 112. It hit. The under hit. It hit. They you had 52, right? Uh, it was under 59 and a half. So oh, you slammed easy. it. Clearly you easy. slammed it. Okay. I thought it was 52 for some reason. Uh, 50 and 112. Worst record in baseball. They scored the fewest runs in baseball this year. Can you guess Can I... that number? Fewest runs? Um, I'm going to go Four thirty-two. They were a little better than that. They scored five hundred eighty-five runs this year, by far the fewest in baseball. 
Gave up the second most runs, though. Only behind the Rock, only in front oh, of the Rockies. Ro- Rockies. Well, that makes sense. Was the run differential worse or better? Oh, far worse. Can you guess their runs against? Oh, negative 254. Well, the amount of runs they gave up was 924. Their run differential finished at a negative 339. Three. <laughs> Did you just say they finished with a run differential in the 300s? Negative 300s. Sell the fucking team. Sell <laughs> the fucking franchise. That is abysmal. That is so bad. Who's on their team? Who's uh, on that team that like has, who has some sort of value? Let's see. I'll look at their roster right now to tickle your fancy. Just like there's just like how could he be that bad in that? No one could be going to your games at that point. No one should be going to your games. I know so far. I know two pitchers on their roster. Let's see if you know any of these guys, Pitsy. If I don't know them, that's a problem. Paul Blackburn. He's heard one of, of guys him. I know. Heard of him. Joe Boyle. No, that's a standard Boston name. Lucas Erseg. Nope. Joey Estes. Nope. It's testes without the T. It really <laughs> that's is. How it's spelled. Yeah, that team has no testes if you're Joey Estes born in 2001, so there's a reason Ew. we don't know him. Ew. <laughs> there's a reason Ew. we don't know him. <laughs> Dude, that is Dude, a he was child. born after 9-11. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> that is so wild that there are people on this earth that were not around for that moment. I'm sorry. Holy I don't... shit. That's insane to me. Danny that's Jimenez. Insane. I think I just know the name Jimenez. It's just a baseball name. Adrian Martinez. Nope. That's just two baseball names combined into one. Trevor May. He's a guy I know. Former Phil's prospect. He used to pitch for the Mets. You've probably heard the tank yell about him. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of Trevor May. Would love to have him on the pod. Uh, Luis Medina. Nope. Mason Miller. No, Mason Miller is the whitest name I've ever heard. It's a create a player name. That is a caw. That is a caw. Kyle Muller. One letter off from Mullet, which probably he needs. Dude, Kyle, can you guess how tall Kyle Muller is? 5'11. 6'7. Dude, find a new sport. 8' foot bunch. A... <laughs> foot Dude, he's 6'7, 250. Dude, that is a hoss. That is a hoss. Next pitcher on their uh, roster, Zach Neal. That's generic. Francisco Perez. Generic in the other way. J.P. Sears. That's a computer-generated name in the show. Like, I'm not, like, I've probably... I know J.P., but that's just because I'm a sicko. Uh, And then the final pitcher on their roster, Ken Waldachuk. Waldachuk's a sick name. That is a sick name, name, but I do not know him. Let's go to their catchers. Shea Langliers. Nope. That's a I know fake him name. just because he was traded from the Braves. Uh, Carlos Perez. Never heard of him. And then Tyler Soderstrom. 
So strong. No, that's German. Let's go to their infielders. Nick Allen. That's generic. Jordan Diaz. These are yeah no. It's I'm gonna so start announcing mid. their players like it's the SNL introduction. <laughs> Aledmis Diaz. I don't. I I know Aledmis Diaz because he was on the Astros last year. That's scum. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, Zach Geloff. Nope. Never Tony Kemp. I know Tony Kemp. I do know Tony Kemp. Decent second baseman. Ryan Noda. Nope. No to him. Featuring your outfielders. JJ Blade. Nope. Seth Brown. Nope. Lawrence Butler. I nope. Brent Rooker. Mine. No. Estuary Ruiz. I do not know January Ruiz, so <laughs> I, I don't. I'm sorry. There's like five guys on this athletics roster that I know. Dude, I've this that that was just random. Like, you know, in backyard baseball when you play your season mode and you play against a team that's like one or two, you have the MLB player, you got the backyard sports person, and then it's just creative players. You just named a team of creative players to me. I don't know any of those names except for Tony Kemp. Yeah, it's a wild roster. Uh, That's shout terrible. To the A's. Shout out to the A's. We we should keep a running mark of who finishes with the worst run differential from here on out. We absolutely should. I we think started, we started weird. the run differential thing strictly with the NL East in 2021. We started looking at it more last year. I'll go back and look at last year, but I think we should keep a running record. And this year was run differential. It was the A's this for sure. The A's. It has to be okay because they were in the three hundreds. Negative three thirty nine is now the new record. Dude, that is just atrocious. Like, figure it out. Like, use a metal bat. I just, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I just don't know what else. To it's tell hilarious. You. So there is oh. your NL East and MLB run differentials for the final time in the regular season. We will keep track of postseason as well, and we're going to do it with the NFL. Uh, once baseball is over. Uh, so there it is for your run differentials brought to you by Foco Pitsy. Let's uh, let's shift gears from the baseball diamond to the gridiron. Oh, only if we talk about your team, I'm not, I don't want to talk about my team. You know what? Where's my knots? You know what? I'm switching hats. I can't it's do brought it. to you by Kenwood beer, the official right. beer partner of underground sports, Philadelphia. And they are now in New Jersey. There we go. We're switching hats here. Kenwood Beer, now in New Jersey. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Finder at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenny's on tap in the Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Maryland, and New Jersey areas. Got to be 21 or older to do so. Uh, they're the best in the game. Pitsy, you've had Kenny's before. They're delicious. I would like to drink them while I'm just chilling out, relaxing all cool. Maybe shooting some beatball outside of my casa, but you know, I would I do like them. They're really nice. It's easy to drink. I just wish they had them up here in uh, good old New England. They are the best. Kenwoodbeer.com. Got to be twenty one or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. The birds improved to four and zero during a nail biter against the Washington Commanders. Shout out that to was- Jake Elliott. 
who the homie could be the best kicker in Eagles franchise history. Um, and that's saying a lot from me, who is a David Akers stan. But Jake Elliott has hit so many clutch field goals, so many clutch extra points, has ice in his veins, and wins the game for the Birds today in overtime. The refs were absolutely atrocious. I know we talk about refs and umpires on this show a lot and how they need to be answered for. We need, you know, accountability from them. If you have, like, I love how uh, the MLB umpire scorecard account on Twitter curates all of that. We need somebody doing that officially for every ref in every sport. And if you don't hit a certain quota, which should be like, 90% because you got to account for some human error in there. I was going to say like 85, but yeah. Sure. I'll even give you 85%. -hmm. Or like, let's go a little higher to just keep like referee, like 88%. -hmm. If you're below 88% to whatever degree, you know, if it's minimal, maybe you just get like a fine or you get a warning. Warning. If you're you're below like. If you're below 80%, then you get fined. Yeah. If you're below 70%, you're fined and suspended without Yeah, talking to. Got to go to a class, learn more. If you ever finish below 70%, you should be relegated. Yeah, you should. You got to go call minor leagues. You got to go call college. Something. Get them out. Because the ref today was fucking abysmal. The amount of calls that went the commander's way for the first two and a half quarters of this football game was mm. ridiculous. The fact that we had an offsides call on the offense while Deron Payne's helmet was literally on Jason Kelsey's helmet, but no neutral zone infraction was called. Kiss my ass. Like, so many ridiculous calls. The Eagles had to effectively overcome the commanders playing a decent football game along with getting help from the refs. Mm. The Eagles coordinators had me scratching my head all afternoon. I don't know if it was like this was a, one of our few one o'clock games that we had. So the early start had us thrown off or whatever it may be mm. because some questionable play calls, some questionable, just like scheme calls. The fact that we continued to play in zone defense and, and we were getting absolutely chewed up left and right, blew my mind. The fact that we couldn't get through the commander's offensive line with the D-line that we have until later in the game and use the guys that we have to absolutely annihilate Sam fucking Howell is preposterous. Bro, he played well. From what I watched in that game, he was completing a lot of nice short passes. He He looked a lot more poised than Mac fucking Jones in the pocket. Uh, you know, he just, when you watch him, it seems like there's actually a new life in the commanders. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like that they're going to be a competitive team in the division and not just a joke. And it was a good test for the Eagles today. Honestly, it was a good test for you guys to go at them, take them into overtime and then win on a field goal kick. As long as you guys won the game, which you did, it's huge. But the commanders are a lot better than people are giving them credit for for whatever reason they always give us a tough game once a year and for whatever reason the last two years now it's been at home they're almost like the miami marlins are to the phillies Mm. the commanders are to us division wise um 
I got to give props to an absolute dog. I think we should start doing dog of the week. Dog of the week. Okay. Ed Reed Blankenship. Reed Blankenship, you absolute dog. I don't know if you saw this play. I'm going to send it to you. I don't know if you saw it or not. I forget if you favorited uh, the tweet when I put it out because this was this was my sports science. Ed Reed, Blankenship. It's a it's a start and finish here. I'm gonna send you this video so you can watch it in real watch time. Watch it live, real time. Yeah. This yeah. was a play that saved the game for the Eagles because if Terry McLaurin catches this ball and it's ruled inbounds, the Eagles may lose this game. Okay, I did see it. Okay. I want you to pay attention closely to Reed Blankenship, especially his arms. Because wow. this play, Oh, wow. I know he what he's doing. is going for the tackle, but he sees the arm go, and he just drops his entire arm down on the turf. That's a dog. Terry dude. McLaurin steps on his forearm, and because of where Terry steps on his forearm with the back of his cleat, it props up the front of his cleat to then step out of bounds to not have enough justified information to overturn the call. Wow. And that I believe that play was on third down. So it forced Yeah, it's out down. of bounds. He's out of bounds. I've watched this. This is the third time I'll be watching it now. That back foot's down, and then, yeah, his arm comes down. That's sports science. Dude, that is – that's not even sports science. That's like wizardry. He's got X dog. That's incredible, dude. That's, That's X dog. His X dog stat is through the roof. Oh, through the roof after that. that Jeff is... McClain tweeted a picture of his arm, and it's all like gashed up from the cleats stepping on him and everything. Like you know that hurt like a bitch. Yeah, dude, he's got cleats just to his arm. Of course, it fucking hurts. Like to use your arm effectively as like a fulcrum. To no, literally, yeah. Push a guy's like... foot out of bounds is insane awareness reed blankenship the inaugural no absolutely absolutely that's a that's an incredible move dog of the week we got to get ed reed blankenship a philly dog shirt we do we need to get the (laughs) georgia dogs a philly dog shirt that's what we should try to do whoever our dog of the week is we get that shirt to them it doesn't matter if it's Eagles, doesn't matter what it is. Fine, we'll get that shirt to them. Call up uh, PHI Apparel. Read, read Blankenship, we got to get you a, a Philly dog shirt, and then you can let the boys know, hey, I got one of these. You know where They're to get them. F- fucking fuego. So there it is. Read Blankenship, inaugural dog of the week. It because that that's dog. just an unreal awareness play. Oh, it's that's like next level. Like if his awareness on Madden isn't it. elevated to like infinity this week, is mm-hmm. that's a crime. I'd be shocked. I would be too. I'd be absolutely shocked. So the Eagles get the win. They improve to four and zero. They are one of two undefeated teams remaining in the NFL, along with the San Francisco Forty ers or as I like to call them, the San Francisco Forty Winers. Um, as the Miami Dolphins fall to the Buffalo Bills today, and. That should have been expected because when you put up a 70-piece the week before, you're due for a letdown. You are But across the NFL, we'll just run through the scores as they are as we're recording this. Sunday Night Football is going on, so it's not final. But 
uh, Pitsy on Thursday. Your your Motor City Kitties got the job done against the Packers, thirty four to twenty. Don't sleep. Don't sleep on the Lions this year, man. Don't do it. Good win. Good win for them. That was a solid win. The Jaguars in London in Andy's room win twenty three to seven over the Falcons. Bravo by Disney Plus and ESPN Plus for the 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 Toy Story broadcast. That was super cool. Yeah, it was very soon. You and I are big proponents of the alternate broadcast for the kids. Love the game. We love the kids. Like, the Nickelodeon broadcast is elite. The Toy Story broadcast was fantastic. We had Zerg vision during the the Toy Story broadcast, which was hilarious. Claw machine dropping the ball in. Rex teaching the kids how to punt was pure comedy. I saw somebody say the only thing we were missing was Ham taking... Uh, money in from the other toys and teaching kids how to bet. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good touch. That really would have been a nice touch. <laughs> Cherry on top. Of we had Booger McFarland talking about ayahuasca on the Toy Story <laughs> broadcast. So I'm sure thousands oh. and thousands of children are now asking their parents what ayahuasca is. Oh, that's a great conversation. I want to be at the dinner table for. Shout out to my boy Drew Carter who calls PLL games during the summer. He was on the the Toy Story broadcast with Booger today and did a phenomenal job. My boy's a dog. Um, Calvin Ridley did the thing, did the Andy's coming celebration. Finally, someone did it. They had to do it. He did the Andy's coming celebration. Pitsy over there in London. Pip, pip, cheerio. Andy's coming. Andy's coming. I can't do it. I would. I can't do it. I'm not doing a British accent. That's just rude of me. It'll be. It'll be. It'll. I can't. Tarnish the Jaguars that. win in their home turf over the pond. Skip over the pond. Twenty-three to seven, which I learned this week too, Pitsy. The Jaguars are staying over there. They got back-to-back London games this week. Are you serious? They do. I had no clue that that was a thing this year. Back-to-back well, London wild. games. It's crazy. That's so insane. They're staying in London. They're playing over there again next week. When's their bye week? Uh, I can tell you in just a moment. Because that would make sense to go two weeks of London into the bye and then have your game. Because you're going to be all sorts of fucked up from time zones and jet lag and travel. So they'll, like- they'll be in London next week against the Bills. Uh, and then they come home. They play the following week after being in London for two weeks. Uh, and then they play Thursday night football after that. Good grief. Oh, my God. The Jags bye week looks to not be oh until the God. first week of November. Oh, my God. They're getting royally fucked by They the go schedule. London, London, and then they go at home. Then they go to New Orleans on a short week. Oh, that's just a white trash, London. Then after the mini bye, they go to Pittsburgh. Oh. And then they have their bye week. And oh. who they have coming out of the bye week? The 49ers. Oh, my God, dude. That is just, oh, man. That is That's a brutal, brutal, brutal But the Jaguars get it done on their home turf across the pond, 23-7. to seven. Uh, The Rams win in overtime, 29-23. The NFL needs to fix their, fix their overtime rules because the fact that Anthony Richardson – Clawed all the way back for the Colts, being down 23-0, and, and then did not get to touch the ball in overtime yeah. is criminal. It, it, it does suck. I would it's criminal. They, they didn't get the fair shot. Uh, the Ravens win by the not-safest score in NFL history, 28-3. to 
Ooh. They beat the Browns 28-3. to uh, Did you it's see David bad. Njoku walk in with his uh, his mask on today? Yeah, that was crazy. the burn injury that he had at home? Yeah, that's... That was, I hope uh, he's okay. Like, that's scary shit. Yeah, anytime you have a burn, especially on your face, as someone who worked in the restaurant and knows what burns feel like, having that on your face it has to suck. And then to go play, uh, I'm just happy that like he that's a scary thing there. to say. Like he's questionable because he doesn't know if he can put his helmet on. Yeah, that's a wild, that's crazy. That's wild. So hopefully, David Njoku's okay. The Browns were not okay though because uh, they had a backup quarterback playing today as well because Deshaun Watson is uh, suffering karma. That's what happens. You fuck around. Karma's a bitch. Karma's uh, a bitch. Did you see the touchdown Lamar threw to Mark Andrews? By the way. Like Insane, right? Dot. Absolute dot to where only Mark Andrews could get it. Beautiful pass. Uh, the Vikings squeak by the Carolina Panthers 21-13 to today. Did you see Kirk Coupons get absolutely lit the fuck up on that 99-yard interception return that the Panthers had? No, I did not. Kirk threw a touch or uh, interception that ended up being a touchdown for the Panthers, and he runs all the way down the field to try to stop it, and a Panthers player absolutely lights Kirk up like a rag doll. That's, I love that. Get his bell rung. The I think the Bengals just stink now. Pitts the Titans are not twenty seven to three. Uh, ever King since Henry. Joe Burrow signed that contract, uh, I saw somebody tweet Macaulay Culkin's uh, <laughs> mugshot, and that's Joe Burrow. Oh my god, that's even funnier. That's so funny. That's terrible. Um, the Buccaneers beat the Saints twenty six to nine. Good win for the Bucks. Good bounce back for Baker and company after the Eagles took it to him on Monday Night Football. Uh, the Bills win 48-20 to over the Dolphins in Good. Buffalo. The Broncos with the ultimate comeback down 28-7 to late in the third quarter. Storm all the way back and Broncos country, let's ride. 31-28 to your final score there. Eagles, like we mentioned, win in overtime 34-31 over the Commanders. The Houston Texans. Dude. A thirty to six win over the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. Yeah, I'm just I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my rankings to go off. You can... The Los Angeles Chargers finally don't charger and win a game, uh, twenty four to seventeen in a game that Justin Herbert gets hurt. His finger, I think, got lacerated, and he was wearing a splint on it, and that's why when he was doing his QB kneels, he was in shotgun. Uh, they win twenty four to seventeen over. Your former pals, Josh McDaniels, Brian Hoyer, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Myers. Chandler, oh, nope. Nope, 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 nope. nope. I hope he gets the help he needs. I do hope he gets the help he because needs. Because that shit was kind of scary. That is uh, uh, really scary. That is, yeah. 24-17, to 17, the Chargers win. The 49ers uh, hold off the Cardinals because at one point this was like a touchdown game. They win 35-16. to 16. Um, Is Josh Dobbs good? Question mark. Yeah. I mean for now. I, I, I think for now and the offense that he is running, he's good. But I honestly just I it's they're just playing out of their mind. It's the first four week kind of cheese where anything can happen. Just so happy they beat the Cowboys. That's yeah. It'd be nice to beat the Cowboys. 
Kyle. Yeah, it um, would have been nice. I was pulling for your boys to do that, but they could not score a touchdown. The Cowboys beat the Patriots 38-3. to Yeah, that was ugly as shit, dude. At the bar watching that was... Oh, my God. I'm feeling then, those uh, killer shots. Late in this one, six minutes or so left in the fourth quarter in the uh, Taylor Swift 2.0 Eras Tour with Travis Kelsey and company. Chiefs up 23-20 on the Jets right oh, now. Oh, shit. That's a lot closer. And then the Seahawks and Giants play Monday night. And then Pitts, we so get an ugly Thursday night game upcoming as it will be Bears Commanders. <laughs> it's the part of my take bowl. That is the grossest. That's the fucking grossest game I've ever heard on a Thursday night. Yeah. That's so gross. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well. So, Pitsy, I think I will hand the floor over to yeah, you. Yeah, Before listen. I do, Pitsy, your power rankings brought to you by our pals over at Trophy Smack. There's no better way to upgrade your fantasy smack talk than with our pals over at Trophy Smack. They've got trophies. They've got metal wall art. They've got belts, turnover chains, rings. You name it, they got it. they got last place trophies. Upgrade your fantasy smack talk today by going to trophysmack.com slash underground and upgrade that fantasy smack talk. I just took my first L in fantasy of the year Oof. this week to Dylan, Tough. so he's got the bragging rights over me. I just laid a stinker. The boys didn't show up to play this week, but it's okay uh, because there's always next week, and we're all right. Uh, so go to trophysmack.com slash underground to upgrade your fantasy smack talk pitsy. I'm going to shift over the layout here. I do want to, I do want to mention before you switch it over to me, you talk about your fantasy team. I'll mention the greatest, the best trade I made all year. Jameer Gibbs for Christian McCaffrey in a first. I envy that. Cause I, I got Jameer McCaffrey Gibbs on my team and yeah. Dan Campbell just, Hates Jameer Gibbs for whatever reason. Yeah, he's not. He's more balanced. He's the, a more uh, balanced guy. Not so. that I am a Donald Trump guy at all, but the Donald Trump. Get him out of here. He's fired. He's fired. Get he's him coming. out. Yeah, get him Those, out. Get whenever him out. somebody tweets that about Jameer Gibbs is fucking hilarious. It is. It is funny. <sighs> it drives me nuts. But let me shift it over to Patty Pitts. And the solo dolo layout so he can bring you the power rankings for the people. Pitts, let me know when to hit your music. Hi, I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. Let's ride. Let's let's ride. And oh wait. Let's ride. Well that's because we're let's riding with Broncos Country! Start my power rankings at number 10. The Broncos with a win today against the Bears. They're not going to be the worst team in the league. That is the poverty franchise. That is the Bears. Number nine, the Vikings. You won. Good. You finally got a win. Kirk Cousins doesn't stink as much as a lot of people think. And Justin Jefferson got his. The Jags coming in at number eight. I mean, I, there's a lot of talk with Trevor Lawrence right now in the league. But if you are lighting it up in london you get a chance to do it again in uh another week against there all right number seven bucks i actually think baker mayfield is pretty decent i think that there's a legit chance that they can win the division and he's proving it with the big win this week 
49ers at six. I don't think Christian McCaffrey knows anything else but scoring touchdowns. The man scored a touchdown in basically every game since last year. I mean, it's insane. Absolute insanity. And Brock Purdy, I mean, he's already better than Trey Lance, and that's all that Kyle and Kyle Shanahan can hope for. Number five, dude, CJ Stroud, leader. Absolute leader in Houston resurrecting this franchise of the Texans with their big win today. Although I would have liked to see more tank Dell, but you know what? Maybe it wasn't his week. They got the win anyways. That's all that matters. Number four chargers, dude. All right. Justin Herbert, the guy Keenan Allen, still the guy does not matter. That offense is so good. And then shout out to Khalil Mack for almost tying the record for sacks today. Uh, he had six was one away from tying Derek Thomas. Uh, I wish he got it, but I'm just happy to see the Chargers actually get a win. All right, at the end of the day, number three, the Bills. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, the best team in the AFC East is clearly not the Patriots, and I think it might be either the Bills or Dolphins. The Bills clearly taking it today. Josh Allen dominating. Stephon Diggs at three touchdowns. Um, you know, it'd be nice to see one of your wide receivers score more than one touchdown in a game but um you know what beggars can't be choosers so we'll have to wait here and then number two my motor city kitties the detroit lions all right they are the hottest team in football right now do not sleep on the detroit lions jared goff the guy dan campbell has made this team into a force i would not mess with this team moving forward and they're my pick for a long time second best team in the league behind obviously philly's own the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a massive win today against the Commanders. The Commanders would have made this list if they win, if they won, excuse me, but the Birds win, and then they make it to the number one spot. Jalen Hurts, the guy. A.J. Brown getting me a huge dub in fantasy. Devonta Smith, De- DeAndre Swift. They just have stars that my Patriots don't, and uh, when you have stars, it makes you the best team, and wins will also do that. Good, uh, good shit starting 4-0. And uh, those are my power records. So run it back for the people, Pitts. Give us the, All right. the rundown. The run, the quick rundown. We got number 10, Broncos Country. Number 9, the Vikings. Number 8, the Jags. Number 7, the Bucks. Number 6, the Niners. Number 5, the Houston Texans. Number 4, the Chargers. Number 3, the Buffalo Bills. Number 2, my Motor City Kitties, the Detroit Lions. And then at number 1, Go Birds. Birds. There it is. Your week four NFL Pitts' power rankings brought to you by Trophy Smack. Let's get this layout back up there for the people watching on YouTube, which you should be. YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Pitts, the Arkells were in town yeah, this week. It was great. We're going to talk about it. It's brought to you by our pals over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. Download the Tomahawk Shades app in the App Store, Google Play. And just for downloading the app, you get a free pair of sunglasses. Who doesn't like free? I wear my Tomahawk Shades all the time. When I'm outside, I wear my Blue Light Plus glasses. When I'm inside, when I'm editing, when I'm editing this fantastic Phillies hype video that's going to be dropping on Monday evening that you're not going to want to miss. Protect your eyes. You only get one set of them. Do what's right for them. 
They also have prescription lenses available. Go to TomahawkShades.com or in the Tomahawk Shades app. Fill up your cart, and when you go to checkout, use promo code USP for 25% off your order. That's TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP for 25% off your order. Shout out Tomahawk Shades. Uh, Arkells were in town at the TLA, a very important venue to this company. And the Arkells, obviously, a very important band and a very important people to this company as they have done our theme music since 2018. Uh, and we interviewed them at the TLA a short five years ago in 2018 before one of their shows when they were opening for St. Lucia. They were back at the TLA for the first time since that show, um, headlining this time, which was very fun. Um, it was a phenomenal show. They always put on the best vibes concerts that you could ever attend. I don't care. Put them up against anybody. The vibes that the Arkells give off, because they play these smaller, intimate venues in the U.S., mm-hmm. is second to none. Max comes down into the crowd, drops the microphone in. He's going through the crowd, singing with people. And then, of course, there's a connection to the Arkells and the City of Brotherly Love outside of Underground Sports Philadelphia now. Former head coach of the Toronto Raptors and now current head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, Nick Nurse, was in attendance on Friday night. That's wild. At the show, just amongst the people, in the crowd, taking in his boys, putting on an absolute show. Arkell's covered 9-5 to by Dolly Parton, which was electric. Oh, that's lit. That's lit. That's lit. Um, they they just they played a, a melody a medley of all their greatest hits and their new album Laundry Pile. Go get it! It's a beautiful album. Very different from typical Arkells like dance party stuff. Very it's a slower album, but like in a good way. Okay. Um, very great listen. I listened to it uh, like start to finish on the way up to the concert, and it was it's just such a good album and. Mm-hmm. The way that they're incorporating the new album is, you know, we're playing songs from all of our, our discography, but how do we incorporate the new stuff? Well, the album being Laundry Pile, they've got a laundry basket with shirts and clothing with all the oh, songs like on that. it. And I then like Max that. comes down into the crowd, somebody picks out a shirt, and that's the song from the album. And every oh, show like will have that. a mystery song from the new album. It's oh, great. That's really cool. I like that idea. That's That's creative. That's original. It's very fun. Uh, at the end, there was a shirt that said "Thank you, Philly" on it. They all signed it, gave it to Nick Nurse, uh, which was very cool. And uh, you know, we got two new subscribers to the podcast as well because nice. I told them, hey, the Arkells do our theme music, and they were like, "No fucking way!" Yeah, looked it up. So shout out to our two new our new Spotify listeners there uh, that I met at the concert. Just a good time, just good vibes, and. They always put on a show, and it is just like simply euphoric. Whenever I see the Arkells in person, I never miss a show when they're in town. Uh, you know they're special to me because I had this concert on the docket before I had violent football schedule. I missed a violent football game <laughs> because I had this concert. I already had wow. the ticket. The Arkells are the homies. Wow. And Who shout covered? out to Nick Nurse. That's crazy. See, shout that's out to love Nick right Nurse there. being uh, in the building as well. The TLA is awesome. Got I, I experienced – a new Philly cheesesteak as well for the first time. Ooh, which one? It's one that I always recommend to people. It's DJ's go-to when he's in town. Uh, it's also Fletcher Cox's favorite cheesesteak spot in Philly. It's called Ishka Bibbles right on South Street. Ishka Bibbles. 
and okay. it's phenomenal, brother. It was phenomenal. Like I'm a, I'm full fledged nine three cheesesteak. Okay, nine three on the cheesesteak scale. See, when I come down in April, I gotta I gotta test all these. I gotta go to all these places and test it out. Nine three for sure. Gyms on South Street, obviously still being reconstructed. That's my number one. Um, Pat's. Pat's is terrible. Really? <laughs> Pat's is tourist 1A uh, see, that's next to Gino's. Problem. Gino's and that's Pat's are the tourist attractions. Okay. Not not ideal. I'm also of the type, you know, Pat's doesn't melt their cheese onto the steak, which I'm like, oh. what are you doing? It's it's like not great. Yeah, uh, the, that's the whole, oh, no, I like, yeah, I like it melted. Bad. It's bad. It's very bad. I like bad. that shit there's, there's plenty of other places that I will take you to that. We will Good. indulge in cheese sticks. Good. Faux show. Good. Um, but yeah, 9-3 for Ishka Bibble. Shout out to them. They were fantastic. And like it just hit the spot. It was a perfect post-concert meal. Good. Okay. Perfect spot. I like that. Um, big fan of that. Shout out Ishka Bibbles. No free shout outs, but shout out. Uh, and shout out to the Arkells. Another phenomenal show in Philadelphia. They are simply the best. Some of the best humans. And I love when I interact with Nick, the bass player. Whenever I see him up on the stage, I always try to, like, catch his attention. We do the the bro nod to each other. We do a little wave. And then he jams out and is phenomenal. And the boys crushed it once again. So, shout out to the Arkells. Uh, And speaking of Nick Nurse and the Sixers, um, your Celtics pits stole a player. The the Celtics have taken a lot from me. You you stole a player from the Sixers. Oh, there was apparently heavy interest in bringing the one who started it all back to Philadelphia, Drew Holiday, oh, one man. of my favorite players of all time, is now okay. a Boston Celtic. And it breaks my fucking heart that he is wearing that fucking godforsaken jersey. Granted, the package that you sent to Portland for Drew, we were Stupid. never going to beat that. Um and I'm just heartbroken that you now have one of my favorite players on your roster. I would rather you have him after the guys we gave up. It's this has been a, I would say, emotional season, emotional off season. I mean, for Celtics fans, because a lot of guys have gone that are, I would say, locker room guys. They're heart and you know their soul pieces. Marcus Smart. Now you get rid of Time Lord, Rob Williams. You know, they may not have been the best players, but I'm always in the mindset that you need to have locker room guys and, you know, defensive-minded, all that, that don't just score points but get it done in other ways. And Marcus Martin, Rob Williams were those guys. I get that we got Porzingis and some more elite talent, but I don't know. I have a bad feeling about the season that it's not going to be what everyone thinks. So, um uh, great, we got Drew Holiday, but at what cost? What did it cost yeah. you? Every I mean, it's it's a good pickup for you guys, and I think there's some creative lineups that you can now have with Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Drew Holiday in the mix. I'm glad Brogdon's gone because that motherfucker comes off the bench and drops tw- a 20-piece almost every fucking game. That was game. my favorite. That was my favorite part. So I'm glad he's that. completely out of the Eastern Conference as a whole. Um, and it sucks that Dame Lillard is uh, with the Bucks. 
Yeah, dude, fuck that. Like, I'm so annoyed that Dame was this guy of preaching, I'm the home, I'm not leaving, I'm not joining the super team, and da da da. And then you get traded to the the team that makes you the most super team of all. Like, if you went to Miami, I get it. Jimmy Butler and you, and then bam, it's not like a super team. It's just three. Eh, it's a pretty super play. team. And it's not as much as him, Giannis, and uh, what's his face? Chris Middleton. Yes and no to a degree. I mean, him going to the box is fucking crazy. That's what I'm saying. It's Dame and Giannis together. You could add any other third person in there, and it doesn't matter. And Middleton is a, a dog. And he's a dog, and he can hit from beyond the arc. He's just absolute money. The combination that scares me most is Lillard and Giannis, not only with Lillard's, limit, Lillard's limitless range, but that pick-and-roll game that they could utilize. It's just It makes for a nightmare game planning defensively. Chiefs Jets just went final, by the way. Chiefs hold on win twenty three to twenty. Good. Good. How great, many times? Over a great under. tweet for you. Uh, this is from one of my friends, Katie, uh, on Twitter. She tweeted Zach Wilson heard that we call Taylor Swift mothers. So now he's playing well to impress her. That's. I, <laughs> uh, I love that. I absolutely uh, love that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome. Oh, good tweet. Good tweet. Oh, that's so good. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is what I have to say about Dame, about Drew Holiday, and the Sixers just, you know, Daryl Morey just sitting with his hands under his ass right now. Uh, The Eagles are 4 0. The Phillies are hosting a home playoff series. The Union are on their way back to the postseason. Survivors back. Basketball. Cannot bother me. Plus, Pitts, we also had something we haven't talked about in a long time, just because we haven't had a reason to, but we will throughout the season. Uh, one of our boys, even though you're not a Flyers guy, I know you're a guy of these three guys. Bobby Brink scored in the preseason. Dude, Brink, bonk, bonk, baby. That's one of my favorite segments we do on here. So, Bobby uh, if Brink that gets scoring. me to the Flyers, I'm in. Bobby Brink scoring is huge. It's huge. Uh, huge. Also, uh, your boy. Your Boston Bruins loves Jason Kelsey. Oh yeah, I know. Brad Marchand just um, huge Jason Kelsey, low key Bur- Eagles big, fan, big Go Birds guy. I did get yelled at tonight by my friend group because uh, I was at the at those at the bar and there's an assortment of fans there, and there was a dude who walked by. He had a he was a six two six three guy, all white Reggie White jersey, Birds classic. It was a good sick jersey. And he walked by me like, "Hey man, hey, go birds!" And he just dapped me up. Oh hell me. yeah! And my friend and my friend just looked at me like, "Did you just say go birds to that kid?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the champ of the peeps. You gotta, you know, give credit where credit's due." They were like, "Fuck you!" They're just like they were like, "Fuck you!" I'm like, "All right, well, fuck you too." Like I don't know what to tell you. Like, like, do you even know who I am? Do you understand? Who do you think who you are? I am. I am. All right. It's, this is my Philly people. We are stands here. If I saw That's a guy great. with a Lions jersey, I would say hashtag one pride, baby. And you give a high five. Like, different That's languages, great. man. Classic. Oh, it was awesome. White. Love that. He had that. Uh, we had an AJ Brown at the same table. And then two girls uh, that they were with. I'm assuming they're girlfriends or just friends. But they had Eagles, like sweatshirts and shirts. Uh, and they were having a good time. And the table behind us was my three friends and their girlfriends and I just 
It's in the Thor. misery. And Thor. Oh, and Thor was there, dude. Young it Thor. Was insane. Thor was there hanging out with the Philly people because, you know, he hangs out with winners, not fucking losers that are the Patriots fans. So that's why I wasn't over there, you know, hanging with me. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm not canon yet. So that's why he didn't want to hang out with me. So, um, yeah, it was fun. electric. That's great. Um, that's all we got for you guys on this one. We'll be back. Uh, not exactly sure when, because I will be at wildcard game two on Wednesday night from citizens bank park. Follow along on the socials. We'll let you guys know when we're recording the next episode with myself and Matt, whether it's on, uh, I don't know when we'll figure it out. Potentially might be tapping Patty Pitts in again because Matt's got class and everything. So we'll let you guys know. That's why you got to follow us on the socials at underground PHI Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, threads, facebook.com slash underground sports PHI twitch.tv slash underground sports PHI. Uh, follow Pitsy on Twitter at Pat underscore Pitts and on Instagram at Pitsy35. Follow me at KBIZZL311 on Twitter, KBIZZLE11 on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow. Helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia as a whole and our entire podcast network. Uh, so go subscribe. Be a friend, tell a friend. Subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. We will have a Phillies hype video coming out on the YouTube channel that you won't want to miss. It has our goosebumps. It's really flowing. good. It's really good. It You're is not going to want to miss it. Uh, whatever it takes, baby. Whatever it takes. Uh, we have 554 subscribers on the YouTube channel right now. Let's get to 600. Let's get to 600, like, sooner rather than later. Let's pump it up. You got to pump it up. Uh, YouTube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. And, of course, get your merch, phiapparel.co. Use code Underground for 10% off any and all merch orders. Most effective and direct way to support everything we're doing. And this podcast is presented by the City of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. And this has been episode number 573 of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the city of Vineland. It's Red October, baby. Let's fucking go, Phils. Let's fucking go, Birds. We'll hear from Delco Danny on the socials tomorrow. Oh, uh, Jesus. I totally forgot about him. Oh, my God. Can he just not trash the Patriots that much? Like, just... I know I, I just... I know I, I got under his skin, but, like, I just... Not this week, Danny. All right, just not this week. For Pat Pitt, some KB. We'll let you guys know when we're back on with another episode. But until then, let's go paint the town red. Shout out to Doja Cat. We're getting the heck up out of here. We are signing off. Peace. I'm